0: Look, it's well established now globally that AI in the next couple of years, as far as a product or a consumer offering in terms of the service that you provide customers, will be defined by its absence, not its presence. That's how profound it is.
1: You're listening to Elevate, the official podcast of Elite Agent for real estate industry sales professionals, property managers and leaders, with thanks to our partner Connect Now. Elevate brings you the best tools, thinking, and strategies to elevate your results. To get access to all of Elite Agent's premium resources, including a detailed episode guide for this podcast, visit joineliteagent.com. And for more information about how ConnectNow can make moving easier on your clients, visit connectnow.com.au. Here is your host, Samantha McLean.
2: Welcome to another episode of the Elevate Podcast, where we delve into some of the most interesting minds in business and in real estate for the very best tips and strategies for you to implement to elevate your business. I'm Samantha McLean, Editor of Elite Agent and host of today's show. Joining me on today's episode is CEO and founder of Propic, Jeff Gray. With over two decades of experience in the industry, Jeff has gone from being in real estate to leading some of Australia's most recognized property groups, and then starting his own PropTech company. So Jeff, welcome to the show.
0: Thanks, Samantha, for having me today.
2: Awesome to have you along. And Propic has been in the news quite a bit lately, and we're going to delve into some of that stuff, some of the recent announcements and things like that and what they mean. But before we get all business, um, I've read you're a motorcycle rider and a Mustang enthusiast.
0: I I am. I I not just ride motorcycles. Um, My father and I build custom motorbikes. Um, the Mustang's gone, unfortunately,
2: uh, so oh. I'm,
0: I'm limited to, uh, to three motorbikes and looking, uh, looking after, uh, two, two little boys that keep my, keep me, uh, very busy, uh, when I'm not working.
2: I was going to ask you, there's another famous motorbike rider in the real estate industry, Danny Hayes. I was just wondering if you've bonded with him somehow, and if we can perhaps see you on, on an episode of Million Dollar Bogan now that he's back to riding his Harley <laughs> and things again.
0: I'd love to meet him and, and, and chat to him about his passion for motorbikes.
2: Yeah, he's he's a fun guy for sure. All right, so let's get down to business. Um, so we know that in, in real estate, prospecting is crucial. And you actually were a real estate agent way back when. So tell us about how you got into real estate um, in the very beginning. Did, did you choose real estate or did real estate choose you?
0: Look, I uh, had a previous uh, startup company, which I sold. I did a tree change back to the country where I grew up. And after nine months, I got bored and in a country town, you know, real estate seemed to be the most obvious thing. And I approached a principal and said, look, I don't know anything about real estate. I'll go and get my license and um, I like it. And it was a business that was potentially up for sale, which sort of caught my attention. So my my journey into real estate was like every other real estate uh, agent. You know, you start, you've got no database. Um, You need to go and pound the pavements. You do door knocking, your letterbox drop, you do whatever it takes. Um, you know, I was fortunate in so far as I think it was four days uh, to get my first sale. Um, and I think I got my first listing in uh, in about six or seven days of starting. Uh, and within about three months, you know, I was consistently sort of listing seven to eight eight properties a month. Um, uh, and I won all of the council business. So uh, council was selling a lot of property. So... I tended for that and, and ultimately end up uh, selling uh, a lot of property for, for, for the council. Um, so I enjoyed it, uh, but it struck me at the time, particularly coming from outside the, uh, the, the industry and um, how technology is being deployed, that it, uh, it appeared to me a very inefficient way of operating, um, even, even starting out. So it's not to say that those practices, you need to pound the flesh, you need to be able to talk to people, you need to do the hard yards but I could also see how other technology could be applied to to make it more effective.
2: Yeah, so interesting. So is that how Propic was actually born?
0: That was the the, the start of the idea, and then I ended up uh, joining Domain Group. Um, I ran the All Homes Portal down in Canberra, Um, all of their technology uh, agent services businesses um, when Anthony Catalano was was running um, Domain Group. And based on my experience as an agent, I felt there was an opportunity for artificial intelligence and left domain to to go and form Propic. But the idea absolutely originated from me as an agent doing what agents do and and thinking there's got to be a better way.
2: Yeah, absolutely. That's how all good problems get solved. Uber and all sorts of things, they all get solved from an, an initial problem and someone thinking there must be a, a better way.
0: Absolutely. Uh, you think about door knocking today, right? If you are literally walking up and down the street and door knocking houses, um, most agents don't even know whether they're door knocking a tenant um, or door knocking a property that sold three months ago. Or, so even that door knocking is, is hugely inefficient because they don't have uh, ready access to insights or, or data that says, well, if you're going to door knock, door knock these houses. So you still need someone to knock on the door, but data science can make that um, far more targeted.
2: So, tell me a little bit um, and explain it to me like I'm five, because you know, like there, there there might be some people who are listening to this for the first time, sort of thinking, "Well, what is what is Propic and what does it do?" So, just explain to me how Propic works.
0: We have two key platforms, and they're both solving two very distinct problems. So, the, the key problems we focus on in in real estate is. How do we meet the exponential rise of consumer expectation? We, we're living in this hyper-connected um, world where immediacy is everything. Um, so, what you know? How, how do we enable the industry to operate twenty-four-seven um, because that's where consumers are at? Um, this, the second problem is everything is manual. So, uh, when you're running these businesses, um, there's so much cost because there's so little automation. Uh, so, everyone's under pressure for costs. And the the third key piece problem is um, we're sitting on valuable data. It's sitting in CRM systems and property management systems, yet you can't do anything with it on scale because those systems aren't designed um, to do do stuff with data on scale. You need different types of technology. So the other three problems that we focus on, how we solve them is two key platforms, Uh, Reveal, It mines the industry's data. So we we mine uh, your CRM data, your property management data. We combine that with uh, and we track every single property in Australia. But ultimately, all the platform does is uses algorithms to look for moments that matter in real estate. You know, record sales, how's the market performing, what is the consumer doing, what's the agent doing with consumers, which properties and people do you know, Um, um, what are your competitors doing? And it automatically joins all of those disparate pieces of data and literally tells an agent who to call, when to call and why they need to call the person in natural language. So it's taking helping an agency and an agent monetize their data, but we can do that on a national scale. So that starts help monetizing data and makes prospecting far more efficient because you've got a piece of artificial intelligence that is literally um, looking for new listing opportunities 365 days a year, it never sleeps. The second uh, platform is Enliven. And we use conversational AI to enable us to serve consumers 24 seven across multiple channels, whether you're a potential buyer, a tenant that is looking for a property, you're a tenant that um, needs maintenance or uh, you're, you're late in your rental arrears, um, all, all the way through. So we use AI to serve consumers.
2: There's two separate solutions that we're talking about here. So let me just try and summarise it to make sure that I've understood. So the first solution is something that actually mines the data and sits along your CRM system and lets you know who to call and when and kind of, um, I don't know, I'm going to go out on a limb here, but is this like predicting who's going to sell in the street next?
0: Absolutely. We we score every single property in Australia every night. So and our propensity algorithms are looking for which consumers and properties are most likely to transact in the future. So we, the platform is, is creating 3.6 billion scores a year. Um, And out of all of that, it literally tells an agent who to call, when to call and why to call. Um, So you're taking that, uh, that process of prospecting and improving the efficiency on average by about 10 times.
2: Yeah, amazing. And so the second solution then is, and I think this is where some people get confused about um, artificial intelligence and versus chatbots and things like that. But the second solution is that um, that automated responder that's on your website, which can actually talk to people and then pass that conversation to. The right person is uh, that right? yeah
0: absolutely but you think about all the portal inquiries going to agents you know and Live and intercepts those emails reads the email at 11 o'clock at night and responds to the individual questions that each consumer asked or in leasing where you want to serve the consumer but you want to deflect it away from the team i mean it deflects 98.6 percent of all workload away from a human um uh, yet the consumer is served intelligently in real time um, the ability for a tenant to say, um, hey, Google, talk to my property manager and be able to talk about maintenance or their rent's overdue or, or be you know, <clears throat> they've got a complaint. So it's not just sitting on a website, it's being able to have AI serving consumers in whatever channel that they want to engage your business, doing it on a national scale in real time, 365 days a year.
2: This is often where leads are and businesses actually won and lost. Like, particularly, like, I'm just going to pick up on what you said about the portals there, because often, you know, the portals will send you a lead and, you know, like you might look at that and think, oh, you know, it's not a real lead or something like that. And I just had an agent tell me the other day that they picked up a lead like that and responded to it and then won the listing and then said, why did I win the listing? And the person said, well, you were the only person that actually responded.
0: Absolutely. Around 60% of all buyer inquiries are never responded to in Australia. 60%. 60% right. And then if you look at the average response time, um, it, it's it's days um, on, on average. We, we live in a world now where every other vertical measures their response time in seconds. Yeah. So imagine the customer experience, and we've had this um, anecdotal feedback where I, I'm making an inquiry and I'm instantly responded to and my individual questions are answered. It gives us then the ability to engage those people. We did a really controlled um, study um, in Queensland uh, late last year. And by using this technology, there was a 67.5% increase in the the number of people that attended those properties versus the versus similar properties in the same time period. So, you know, what's the better experience? Either I never get responded to or or at best it's the next day or alternatively I've got a piece of technology that's going to respond in seconds. What is the consumer going to think is the better experience?
2: Oh, definitely the one that they get responded to, I would say. Even, you know, uh, like, again, I think everyone just appreciates, you know, that they're heard or seen.
0: Uh, look, absolutely. And in property management, you know, uh, when we've got AI serving tenants and helping them um, um, uh, as they're in the property, uh, when we do an NPS on a net promoter score on those consumers, um, yeah, our average net promoter score uh, for tenant satisfaction is plus 65%, which is, that's world-class. Um, yeah. So again, it, it's, uh, it's now moving to a stage where AI can just do what, humans can't do in the milliseconds at 11 11 o'clock at night or two o'clock in the morning, that's where AI plays a role, augmenting or helping um, what we do in our work hours
2: it's starting to feel a bit like electricity you know like back in the 1920s where you know nobody actually thinks about turning power on now like it's just there like you know do you think that that is similar for ai in the future do you think that that's what's that's where we're all, we're heading like people will flick a switch and there'll be a bit there'll be ai behind um, some of the smarter things that people need to do
0: look it's well established now globally that AI in the next couple of years, as far as a product or a consumer offering in terms of the service that you provide customers, will be defined by its absence, not its presence. Yes. So uh, it it is the expectation that if I've got an inquiry and I want to be served in a channel and I want to be served immediately, um, and it's not possible for humans to do that. So um, you know, it is very, very well established. It, it, it's, it's going to be defined by its absence, not, not its presence. So, so that's how profound it is.
2: Yeah. Interesting. So you guys, you've had a busy year, um, cause I've been watching the news and stuff like that. And you guys have been doing a lot. So let's go through some of the, some of the stuff. This feels a bit like this is your life, uh-huh. <laughs> but, um, okay. First of all, Ryan Campbell, he's, um, hugely experienced in the industry. Tell me about his appointment.
0: Yeah, look, I was working with with Ryan uh, as a client for, um, for the last couple of years. He's hugely respected in the industry. Um, he's got a brilliant mind in terms of understanding the vertical, understanding, you know, uh, running franchise networks um, right down to the front line. And uh, he's also got a brilliant technical mind. We have Pretty significant growth aspirations, both here and and overseas, and I felt it was really important for someone to really focus on on innovation and new market opportunities. And uh, we we're we we're very blessed and and fortunate that he decided to uh, choose ProPic uh, for his next, you know, the next phase in his journey.
2: I just want to pick up on his franchise experience, which he just talked about. Then, I mean. I remember doing a study on big data a couple of years ago and the, the one thing that everyone was sort of saying was that, you know, within a franchise, there was no sharing of data, no sharing of intelligence, um, you know, and people would get a different experience from one franchise to the next franchise down the road. Um, is Ryan going to help solve a bit of that?
0: He'll absolutely be involved in our, in our product strategy, but that's exactly what our technology is designed to do is to enable... A business owner or even a, a franchise or an entire network to provide a consistent um, experience across every single consumer interaction uh, yeah. and, and to be able to do that 365 days a year. So, so we're already able to do that for, you know, potential buyers, potential vendors, tenants, potential tenants, landlords. Um, so this is where I think this, this type of technology becomes really exciting.
2: Yeah, absolutely, because I think that's what consumers want. They want to be recognised as a as a customer, not as a buyer or a landlord or a tenant or a something else.
0: And the ability for AI to understand the intent of that consumer, because we're all different, that's certainly, uh, you know, I think a really exciting opportunity
2: over the next couple of years. Absolutely, super exciting. Um, MRI Software, there was a partnership with them. Tell me about that.
0: You know, if you look at MRI, a global company, um, they've got a very significant uh, footprint here in Australia. Um, it, it was just very natural for us. You know, we've, we have technology. Um, we'd sp- spoken to the leadership team of MRI for, for some time and, and we just felt there was a, a real opportunity to bring um, Propix technology. Um, it, it is unique and, and there's, you know, fortunately right now there isn't anyone really doing what we do in Australia. So it was, uh, you know... I, it's just a commercial opportunity where you've got a very large customer base. We've got uh, technology that can solve real problems for for their customers and and we decided to, to partner up.
2: Amazing. Anthony Catalano, you mentioned him earlier that you'd worked with him before um, taking a stake in the company, him and um, Alex Wiselitz, is, is that how you say it? That must have been a really exciting um, moment. What's it like working with him?
0: Look, it's uh, great. I mean, I've, I've you know, worked previously uh, with, with Anthony, um, got to, uh, to meet and, and get to know Alex and, and the, the team at Thorny. Um, it was part of our Series A raise. We, we did a capital raise um, uh, beginning of last year. Um, they uh, really liked what we we're doing. They, they could see how um, artificial intelligence will really reshape uh, an industry and the, the exciting opportunities that that provides the industry. Uh, so they decided to, to lead the raise and, and take up the, the full investment on, on, you know, on their own. So, no, it's been a very, you know, it's a great journey. Um, they're great investors to have on, on, um, on our share our cap table. And, you know, they're, they're really focused on what the, the full opportunity of, of Propic looks like over the next couple of years.
2: I'm excited to get into that, but I've got one more partnership to talk to you about. <laughs> um, and that's the recent one with Realm. Um, and that was just this week. So um, tell me a little bit about that partnership.
0: Yes, we, we've we uh, acquired the uh, the Realm uh, business. Um, again, uh, you know, we were doing a lot of research around who, who was building artificial intelligence. Um, I got to meet uh, Patrick last year. Uh, You know, Patrick was building AI very much focused around workflow. And if I go back to one of the key problems that we saw as a a problem in the industry, which is cost, how do you use artificial intelligence to do that? So he'd built some very clever technology that, um, quite frankly, we were going to build. Uh, And after getting to know Patrick and talking to him about the the broader vision for Propic, it it made sense that the two businesses came together. So we're super proud to have uh, completed that transaction. And Patrick's coming on board to to be our chief product officer and and spearhead the overarching product strategy across the tech. What it does mean for our customers on day one, i.e. right now, is um, our artificial intelligence goes very, very deep into property management and is starting to tap in and help solve some of the problems that were identified in the MRI study um, around the the health and and mental health uh, challenges that... The industry has, particularly in property management, because of a number of stress factors.
2: Let's talk about that a little bit, because um, property management is hard, and you know, like, an, and sometimes you're dealing with the best and worst of people, um, and in the most difficult of times. Um, what are some of the real benefits that you hope to bring to the surface with um, the Realm acquisition?
0: Look, it's a complete natural fit to what we've already built, so. If you think about property management and because so many tasks are manual, the most valuable resource you've got is your human capital, is, is the people in your business. Yet they're doing tasks that AI is uniquely um, designed for and, and is able to do exceptionally well. So, you know, we believe that if you take away the mundane and you can empower people to, you know, be focused on growing the rent role, Landlord, you know, uh, investor management, landlord management, building good relationships with tenants, right? The, the really rewarding work that AI can't do, uh, then it's almost incumbent on a business owner to explore those, particularly when it's so cost effective. Uh, so it, it is going to solve, and it is solving real problems. You know, I think about the Leah J business up in Newcastle. Um, you know, the way they describe uh, Enliven is it's it's that it's their uh, team member, and they describe it as this this silent team member that's a superstar because they no longer have any uh, people responding to any leasing inquiries. And Liven manages all of their leasing inquiries in real time. They never touch the technology. uh, It just works and it operates in the background. Um, So with with Realm, uh, automation of maintenance, very, very clever uh, AI to... Uh, enable a tenant to be able to have a conversation in natural language, whether it's via Google home or SMS or email or on a website um, for it to be able to communicate with the landlord, communicate with tradespeople, and, and dramatically reduce the amount of human effort required in maintenance or even rental arrears. So if you're stripping all that away and you can do it for cents in the dollar for what it actually costs today, then you can start to leverage the, you know, the human capital to, to, to do what we do best. And that is build relationships.
2: These are incredible solutions, obviously. Um, and there's a need for them out there. Let's just say I, um, am a real estate principal and I wanted to dunk my toe into the, um, into the AI world. Um, how long does it take to implement something like that into what I've already got?
0: If you wanted AI, for example, to follow up all your rental arrears, so your team only dealt with the edge case, then you're looking at about four hours to onboard. Well, that's not a lot. No. Uh, <laughs> if you wanted to ensure that every single buyer inquiry was served in real time um, from go to way, you'd be up, up and running um, in 48 hours. It actually takes us 15 minutes to onboard, but by the time you do some training, etc. cetera, um, so it's fast. It's very, it's very fast. Um, you know, often the onboarding process is really governed by the customer. i.e., you know, when do they want to do training? The the actual technical um, process is is very very light.
2: Interesting. And so, like, let me ask you this question as well because, you know, I guess um, it does take a big leap of faith to put. Um, Your business in the communication into the into the hands of technology, because we know you know over the years that um, you know real estate is often about trust, Um, the trust between two humans. Um, How do you transfer that feeling of trust to um, to artificial intelligence to handle some of those you know important conversations?
0: First thing first, on the say on the sales side, if if I'm using AI to initially handle all the buyer inquiries. Agents can still call the technology doesn't stop them from calling. What it does do is it keeps the agent informed. um, So the agent knows exactly what the consumer has been talking about to, to AI. And it's actually what we found when we first started rolling out this technology to the industry, what was really fascinating was the consumer trusts the computer more than it trusts the person. It was actually the reverse um the more overt it is that it's AI, the consumer engagement goes up.
2: Yeah wow because they expect they expect it.
0: They expect it and I trust the computer more than I trust the person. Um, uh, so but from, from our customers perspective, like for the first time, they have complete visibility and transpa- transparency around every customer communication. So you think about it right now what's happening I, I inquire on a property and let's just say an agent, um, emails me and or i'm on multiple uh, um, listings from the same office i'm going to get a completely different response because the agent's going to draft the communication however they see appropriate and some could some communication could be awesome some may not be that awesome or i might may never get a response and i gave again well what's the better customer experience one you've got complete control of the tone and the persona and how consume, how consumers have been spoken to, you've never been able to do that in a business. So I, I would actually argue AI empowers businesses to start getting control o- over how they speak to their initially how they speak to their consumers.
2: If you were to now rewind to your time beginning in real estate, like you've just gone into real estate again, but this time um, some technology like Propic is available to you. What do you think you would do first to um, increase your efficiencies and perhaps increase the number of listings coming through the door?
0: Yeah, look, you know, I, I wish I had Reveal when I was an agent. Um, <laughs> you, know, we, you know, the ability for me to go, right, here, here's my, my farming area, here's, here's my territory. I know no one. I've got no one in my database but here is a list of properties that I should be door knocking that I know if I do not door knock them, they're not going to be tenants, right? Because we've worked out that it's most likely not an investment property. I'm not going to door knock people that have just transacted. Um, it, it would narrow down whilst I'd still got to let a box drop. I've still got to do the door knocking. I've got to do that, that hard work. All of a sudden I'm super, super focused. It's, I'm going to go into this street, forget about all these other houses. I just going to focus on these 10, right? the ability to do that just naturally you've got to say well that's better than just you know a spray and pray approach and that is door knock every house in the street right um so so i think that that'd be the 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 key one and then the ability to as i build up my database or or, or leverage orphan data what's called orphan data in offices often there is contacts and people not associated with anyone um you know imagine an agent starting and going well here's 5,000 people that we don't really have a relationship with that sit in our database, and you've got some technology that works out who you should be calling, when they should be calling, and even telling you what you need to speak about. I mean, I wish I had that.
2: Yeah, it would make life so much easier. So um, we're gonna leave some links in the show notes about how people can get in touch with Propic and perhaps get a, a demo and all that sort of thing. But um, exciting, you guys are gonna be at Elite Retreat with us in July, August this year. I've got to say July, August, cause it's like July 31 and then the first and second of August. Um, and a couple of the themes for Elite Retreat are gonna be real estate in the future. Like, you know, like the, the trends that we're seeing come out now and also, you know, like, let's look into the future. So real estate in the year 2030, which is actually not that far away. It's only eight years away. Um, how do you see the industry evolving over the next 10 years or so? Look,
0: I, I think, you know, everything we just talked about so far is already commercially available and it's already being used in Australia uh, in real estate. Uh, so I think that's that's exciting. So then you start thinking about the future. Um, really, really short term, Um What happens if you are telling an agent, you know, who you need to call, when you need to call and why you need to call a consumer? What happens if they can't call them? Um, What we're about to uh, start rolling out uh, this year is AI will contact the consumer on behalf of the agent, engage them in conversation, create a website about the potential vendor's home, enable the consumer to uh, talk to AI about their own property. So then you've got an intelligent automated prospecting platform that's not only working out who you should be targeting, but actually having the conversation for you. Um, So that's like 2022. But if I fast forward in in the next five to 10 years, there will be digital twins of residential properties. Um, You know, the property is the constant as we keep on saying, it's our relationship that changes over time with property. So the ability for an, an agency or a brand to have a digital representation of every single property in Australia that enables consumers to engage with that, that digital twin and what it can do will be dependent on your relationship with the property. So it, it would be uh, literally a digital representation of the entire Australian market. And, and that's five to 10 years. It's already happening in commercial real estate and that completely changes how consumers um, would engage services. So I still think that, you know, in the next five to 10 years, um, it's still a very people-centric business. It's how do we use technology to augment what we as humans do best. And and I still feel that over the next five to 10 years, that will be the case.
2: It's interesting. I think, you know, like, and again, we could probably spend another half an hour just talking about some of the stuff that you just said, but, you know, I, I sort of see a world in property management where devices are internet connected and they can tell us when something's about to go wrong and it completely shifts the game on maintenance and stuff like that.
0: Absolutely. So if you think about the AI that we're using now to automate workflow and automate maintenance and do NPS scores and contact tradespeople and landlords, et cetera, et cetera. No, it's, it's absolutely not a stretch to go. Well, what happens when the tenant doesn't even need to say there's a problem because we're monitoring all the devices in the house and we know that there's a problem? Uh, the tradesperson's contacted or the computer reboots the air conditioning system, et cetera. So, you know, I, I look at it and go, look at my house and go, I've just bought a washing machine. It's connected to the internet. I bought Christmas lights for 40 bucks at Bunnings. It's connected to the internet. Yeah. Uh, Forbes are saying that by 2025, 95% of all consumer goods, white goods sold to residential properties will be IOT enabled. Ninety-five percent by twenty twenty-five.
2: It's about time, I say, because you know I can remember back to the days of the Cisco iHome. In um, I think it was in two thousand, I was there during the the dot bomb era, and they were saying that it, you know, you should be able to order from Woolies by via your fridge back then. So it's about damn time, I say.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. So I think also in the next five years you'll see these conversational AI platforms, such as ones we're working on. Um, And not only serve customers that are coming to an agent or coming to a brand or coming to an office, but anticipating the wants and needs of consumers, contacting them on behalf of, uh, of the business at the right time, being able to talk to them in a very, very intelligent way, understand the intent of that consumer, and then make sure that the right service is offered to the right consumer at the right time and enabling a consumer to do all of those things in whatever channel that they want to engage in. Um, so, so that's definitely within the next five years, if not less. Um, so it, it's it's going to, it has the capacity to completely change how we we grow, scale, and and serve the entire industry.
2: Amazing stuff and looking forward to unpacking that more with you um, in, in a couple of months' time. So I just want to say, um, first of all, thank you. It's been um, an amazing chat. Um, you know, about all things artificial intelligence and how ProPic works and all that sort of thing. And I just want to thank you for sharing um, some of your insights and knowledge with us today. Um, we asked this question of all of our podcast guests. If there was one thing that you'd like people to take away or do as a result of, of listening to today's show, what would it be?
0: There is technology that exists that can have a massive impact on your business. It's, it's commercially available and it's already been used in Australia. Um, I think don't be scared of AI. Is, is the second point yeah, it's, it's not there to replace it's there to augment and support uh, and I think the final point is if we look at the challenges facing the industry and the impact it's having on people and there is technology that can help um, reduce the amount of churn out of the industry help reduce um, some of the mental health stresses caused you know by it is hard working particularly in property management then, then I do think we've got an obligation to to be looking after our people, and if there is technology that can help, help not solve, but but help solve some of these challenges, then we should be looking at it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. The electricity of the future. Absolutely. Jeff Gray, thank you so much.
1: Great. Thanks very much for having me. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Elevate podcast. With thanks to connectnow.com.au. Don't forget to get access to all of Elite Agent's premium resources, including a detailed episode guide for this podcast. Visit joineliteagent.com.